I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu, here to recap the Toronto Raptors 114 to 106 or 106. Yeah, win over the Milwaukee Bucks uh, and joining me to do so is my running back partner in crime, Alex Wong. But before we bring in Alex and before we go on to talk about this Bucks game, which obviously, you know, the Bucks rested some guys, the Raptors rested some guys. Don't get too excited, but, you know, something to get excited about is, look, I know what you're thinking right now. Ever since basketball came back, you can't get buckets out of your head. And we're not just talking about basketball buckets. We're talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. You watch them, you crave them. That's how it works. I get it. It happens to me all the time. One minute, I'm watching Matt Thomas score like 22 points. Uh, and then the next minute, I'm daydreaming about the $10 Mighty Bucket for two. How could you get your mind off four pieces of chicken, two original recipe tenders, two individual fries, two dips, and of course, a popcorn chicken? But don't worry. It's normal. It even happens to most NBA players during actual games. Just means you're hungry. So order your bucket online at KFC.ca and get it before tip-off. All right. So uh, we have, you know... Uh, the the lead Matt Thomas reporter here at uh, Yahoo Sports Canada, Alex Wong. He is something of a uh, Matt Thomas propagandist. Uh, Alex, uh, congratulations to you personally, actually, first off. Yeah, thank you. You know, I've been waiting for this ever since uh, Spectrum Sports tweeted out that Matt Thomas had a 99% uh, effective field goal percentage last summer. So, you know, I've been saying for for about a year now that if you give Matt Thomas uh, 36 minutes, he can put up stats uh, along the same lines as J.J. Redick. And, you know, looking at the box score, I don't see any lies tonight. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, let's just start there first off. Um, So a career high... Uh, and it happens against the NBA's best defense. Um, you know, statistically, if you look at defensive rating, the Bucks are the best defense in the NBA for the last five years. But as something you noted on Twitter, uh, the Bucks had to change a lot of their defense because uh, Matt Thomas is out there. Can you uh, just break down how basically Matt Thomas to the Bucks was like Steph Curry to the Raptors? Yeah, you know, to be fair, that's a tweet that I send out in the second quarter of every Raptors game, uh, but it just happened to be true tonight. Uh, No, Matt Thomas obviously was getting a bunch of shots off. Uh, Matt Thomas was like showing off his entire package, I feel like, on the offensive end tonight. Uh, You know, not only just kind of like curling off screens, hitting threes. He had a couple where he dribbled, took one dribble in, and the Bucks guards were trying to swat him from behind, and like they were just invisible to him because he's practiced those shots uh, since he was seven years old. And, you know, I feel like in the second quarter, you know, the Bucks really swarmed him and, you know, they had Eric Bledsoe, um, you know, I guess alleged uh, all defensive uh, team player uh, guarding him for a little bit. Um, No, Matt Thomas was giving them problems. And to be honest, even though this was a glorified exhibition game with, uh, you know, the courts were, what was it? Wasn't there a leak on the court before the game? Like they almost didn't even play this game. It's because Matt Thomas was warming up, man. (laughs) Yeah, those were Mike Budenholzer's tears, uh, still crying about Drake from last year. Uh, no, but I, I feel like, at least on the Raptor side, I do feel like there are things to take away 
like Matt Thomas, and I'm sure we'll talk about Chris Boucher and Norm as well. Um, you might see these guys, you know, obviously Norm is in the rotation, but guys like Matt Thomas and Chris Boucher, you might see these guys in spot minutes in the playoffs. So giving them some run this week, I feel like, uh, can only do them wonders uh, before postseason starts. Yeah, um, you know, this is exactly what you wanted out of a game where, obviously, so Giannis sits out the game with a toothache. Literally, uh, apparently he supposedly had uh, oral surgery. Um, although Joe Varden of The Athletic did was in the bubble, and apparently he saw Giannis on his way to a workout in the gym. So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I gotta, he, he's got to show me like a tooth missing, like, like a child um, or something. But, uh, you know, obviously he didn't want to see another Marcus All double team. You know, he's, he's talked about it in the offseason about how he's having nightmares about Marcus All double teaming him. Didn't want to have to do that tonight. So, he, you know, he got a tooth removed instead. It's somehow less painful. Um, and, you know, for the Raptors, no Kyle, no Fred, uh, and no Serge, right? The, the, you know, three vets there um, sitting out. And so, again, you can't take that much away. But I, I do think back to the point about Matt Thomas, like part of the reason he succeeds in this matchup, and if you recall in the game in February, you know, Matt Thomas and the bench did really well. Guys like Matt Thomas and Chris Boucher had really nice games uh, in February as well, and that's obviously a more serious matchup. But, you know, the way the Bucks play defense, they dropped their center back. So if Matt Thomas is coming off a screen at the top of the floor, if Marcus Gasol is setting that screen and he, Marcus Gasol sets some very wide screens – you know, there's going to be an open shot. Like, it's just, it's 2v1 on the perimeter because Brooke Lopez is always in the paint, somehow avoiding a three-second call. And so Matt Thomas, as you mentioned, coming off the screen, you know, either he's pulling up for three or when they're really running him off, even stepping inside into the mid-range and getting those shots off. And Matt's such a good shooter that, like, okay, yeah, maybe the math for the Bucks on the aggregate says we give up mid-range shots, it's okay. It's not okay for Matt Thomas, man. Matt Thomas will make every single mid-range shot, too, in addition to threes. So uh, it was very fun watching Matt Thomas. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't work with the, uh, the alley-oop. I-, I think the Raptors tried to throw him one of those, and he got blocked. But again, as long as he shoots, like, only jumpers, I think Matt Thomas is fine. Yeah, the only issue I have with Matt Thomas's game tonight was one of the late fourth quarter possessions when he had an open look and he swung it to Rondé Hollis Jefferson in the corner. Uh, mm. And then Rondé shot the three. You know, I, I would mm. love to see uh, how the win probability dropped on that possession <laughs> as Matt Thomas swung the ball to Rondé. Let me see one of those charts, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, Rondé had a couple of threes. Uh, the Bucks obviously knew the game plan, and they ignored Rondé everywhere on the floor. Um, how would you describe uh, Rondé shooting a basketball? It, 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 I, I think to me it looks a little bit like he's detaching his left arm and throwing his like wrist and the ball at the rim at the same time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks like a shot put. Uh, it's yeah, always yeah, looked definitely. like a shot put shot put to me um it it does look like he has to undergo tommy john surgery every time uh he takes a shot uh the the best part about ronde is he can give you an air ball from anywhere like it's not safe even if he's like under the rim he likes to do like that reverse move where Mm. he goes under the basket but you never know where that ball is going yeah it's uh he is one of the most unpredictable offensive players in the nba um in the sense that you just have no idea what he's going to do and I think that's an advantage sometimes, actually. Like, I don't think Rade played that bad of a game. I think defensively, you know, he contributed. Uh, I thought, you know, um, even offensively, even though the Bucks sagged off of him, he was able to make a couple of hustle plays. To be honest, like, there was no point guard in the game. Obviously, Fred and Kyle both out. So, Rondé had to do a little bit of, 
you know, point guard type of stuff with the bench. And he had like, I think five assists, like he was fine. Like we, you know, no jokes against Rondé's perf- actual performance, but yeah, it was uh, the 0 for four from three was, was, was unfortunate for Rondé. Um, so, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Giannis was sitting on the bench. Um, and so he was watching not only Matt Thomas go for a career high 22, but uh, our man, my man, Chris Boucher, 25 points, a career high for him. Uh, Honestly, he had probably the dunk of the season. Like, first off, he had the dunk of the season on defense when DeMar dunked on him, but then he got the exact same result, this time on Ursan Ilyasova. Uh, please say nice things about um, about uh, Chris Boucher. That doesn't include uh, him getting some IG highlights off. Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like every Raptors player uh, in the bubble has had at least a moment, uh, except for Stanley Johnson. And, what? you know, for... <laughs> Which Bro, moment you, does Stanley Johnson have? Did you not see him hit a buzzer-beating three in that uh, Celtics game when the Celtics stopped playing defense? Come on, man, that was a moment. All right. That was his right, dark. That Red was his dark Martin moment. All right. <laughs> we're not doing Red Book level propaganda. All right. Um, no, Chris Boucher looked like Kevin Durant. Um, you know, tonight. Um, mm. I think we've always known that you know Chris Boucher is not shy about letting it fly, and I do believe uh, his teammates were letting him know that he was one point away from a career high. And he was really going for that in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think the dunk speaks for itself. And I don't know if you saw his post-game comments. Uh, they asked about that dunk, and he said that he probably wouldn't have been able to dunk that uh, in previous years, except that he attributed it to his added strength. Mm. Uh, so maybe just you know letting uh, you know media reporters like William Liu know that you know he might not need to add an extra fifteen pounds. But you know this was a very encouraging performance from Boucher, and I feel like same with Matt Thomas. I don't know if these guys are going to get a lot of minutes in the playoffs, but these performances, you know, can't hurt uh, in terms of maybe Nick um, kind of tapping their shoulder and bringing them in when they need a spark. Cause the one thing Chris Boucher always brings is energy on the court and you know, you're going to need that sometimes in playoff games. Yeah. Um, actually, first off, I have to verify. He actually said that. Yeah, he did. He, oh, he, okay. he told reporters. I thought reporters. this was banter. I thought this was banter. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not banter. This is actual, uh, you know, reporting uh, read okay. from other reporters on Twitter. Right, right, uh, right. So he did. He did credit his added strength. Mm. Um, so you know, you know, I, I think if Chris Boucher has a twenty-point game in the playoffs, uh, you should take credit for motivating him. Um, you know, I will do no such thing. But I'm happy for Chris as I continue to be. He's had a he's had a nice year breakout wise. I think actually the difference for Chris, like jokes aside, like you know when he has. When he has the knowledge that he's going to come in and get consistent minutes and he doesn't have to like really scrounge for everything, you know, like when, cause when you come into the game and you get those garbage minutes, like sometimes, you know, you play outside of yourself, you're just trying to make a impression, you know, you're just desperate. Cause like you only have like five minutes in garbage time, you know, you're going to play differently. But I think when Boucher has guaranteed minutes and obviously today with Serge being out, Boucher was going to play a lot of minutes. And, of course, it's a back-to-back for Mark, so that adds even more to Boucher's plate because you know they're not going to play 35-year-old Mark that many minutes. So I can have a back-to-back. Uh, what? How many minutes did Mark play today? 20, right? So, you know, like Boucher had a like a strong chance to make an impression, and I thought he did really well. Like, you know, like um, I think really there's like three hallmarks to like a great Chris Boucher game. Uh, one, you know – if he can block a three-pointer, which uh, he did so tonight. I forget who it was on the Bucks, but he was able to get out to the perimeter, block it. He changed a couple of shots on the on the three-point line, but he got the three-point block. That's one of the signifiers. I think number two, just like, uh, you know, one or two putbacks, which he did get back-to-back putbacks 
uh, sometime there in the third quarter to sort of extend the lead. And then number three, if he can get an IG highlight off, which this is the IG highlight period, right? Like this is like, I mean, this is like one of those things that's going to be a top five, like sports center top 10. You know what I mean? Like this is, you know, this is going in the Chris Boucher career highlight reel for sure. That's the best dunk of his career period. So um, yeah, those are the three signifiers and Chris hit on all three of those. And, you know, just generally speaking, again, I, I think, especially with Rondé sort of struggling in this much matchup, right? The Bucks do such a good job cramping the paint already. And then if you throw uh, Rondé out there as well, obviously Rondé is not a threat to shoot whatsoever. Like, do you think, honestly, Boucher might have a role to play in the Bucks series? Because, you know, again, similar to Matt, you know, Boucher had some success against the Bucks uh, in that February game as well. Like, I mean, you know, obviously this game is not entirely indicative of everything, but... Do you think Boucher should get some serious uh, run against Milwaukee if if uh, if it comes to that? Yeah, you know, I feel like if it all works out, you know, maybe he won't see the floor, you know, in a conference finals against Milwaukee. <laughs> okay. But all right, you, you said <laughs> no, that. But, but... Alex Wong said that, <laughs> not me. Right. Yo, we're, I came. I came on people. to talk. <laughs> I came on to talk about Matt Thomas, and now I'm the one that's going to get dragged. This is wild. Um, so. Yeah, no, but I do think, like, the, the things that you mentioned about the keys to, like, a really good Chris Boucher game, he is, like, he's such a disruptor at the rim, like, mm-hmm. just with his, like, wingspan. Like, like I feel like, you know, sometimes maybe we don't think that of him because he does have, have a bit of a slim frame. But, you know, Again, like I said... I did not say that. <laughs> his, I did not say name, that. his hygiene name is Slim Duck. We don't need to clarify you you that. You can't say that. You can't say that. All right. <laughs> Uh, but I do feel like if you want to bring him in for like a three, four, five minute spurt, uh, again, uh, as kind of an energy boost, like you're not going to lose that much uh, on the defensive end. And I feel like it's kind of like Boucher can be out there for the defense and, you know, the putbacks and kind of the energy plays. And then Matt Thomas, like I was going to ask you, like mm. I'm looking at some of these Milwaukee players like Pat Connington, like Ursan Ilyasova, like Marvin Williams, like even Wes Matthews, like I don't know obviously how much some of those guys are going to play. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, I'm going to throw him in there because I feel like he is part of the rotation, right? Like I feel like if you put Matt Thomas out there and he's giving you the offense, you could put him on one of those guys. And I don't feel like he's going to be like crisscrossing his legs like he's guarding Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, th- that's a great point, right? Because the Bucks, the way they play, they're always trying to put shooters around the floor uh, for uh, for premium Luke Richard and Bahamute. And so – um, you know, you have to uh, you have to live with a guy like Sterling Brown or, you know, Dante can do a little bit more off the dribble, surprisingly. Um, you know, he has a bit of an off dribble game, but even like a Pat Connaughton, like there's guys that you can stash a Matt Thomas on, as you mentioned, and those guys aren't really threats because aside from crashing the offensive glass, which, you know, Matt's actually a pretty diligent def- uh, defensive rebounder. I trust him to track his assignment and box out time after time. Uh, you know, otherwise it's just catch and shoot threes. So like, he's you're basically expecting Matt Thomas to just play team defense at that point um so yeah I I do think defensively it's a little bit more viable and again offensively there's just a threat there like Milwaukee's the whole the big hole in Milwaukee's defense if there is one is that they you know are weak at guarding the three-point line and Matt Thomas is literally the best three-point shooting rookie uh in the NBA this season he might actually have the highest three-point percentage in the NBA this year it was like neck and neck between him and George Hill and I saw George Hill miss a couple of threes while Matt Thomas hit four, I believe. So, you know, you know, we saw the best shooter in Golden State tonight. Yeah. So, and and the other thing in a series against the Bucks is, like, points are going to be at a premium, right? Like, I think we agree that the Raptors 
are going to find themselves in situations in games where they're probably going to go through some scoring droughts against this Milwaukee defense. And, you know, you go back to that February game, uh, a, a much more meaningful game, uh, you know, between the Bucks and the Raptors, you know, when Nick did bring Matt Thomas in and he did make a bit of an impact. Like I see that as Matt Thomas's role. Um, like if you were to ask me between Matt Thomas and, and Chris Boucher, like all bias aside, I do feel like, uh, Matt Thomas might have a slightly bigger role to play in this matchup because of the offense that he can bring. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like we're seeing Matt get more chances now, right? I think coming into this, into the eight seeding games, I think probably Terrence Davis is ahead of Matt Thomas in the rotation. But what I saw tonight, I mean, you know, Terrence started at point guard uh, for the Raptors tonight, obviously with the two starting point guards gone. Um and what at the eight thirty minute uh, at eight thirty mark of the first quarter, uh, Terrence Davis came out for Matt Thomas, and in the third quarter at the nine minute mark, uh, Terrence Davis came out for Matt Thomas. So, you know, it's look. I mean, they played Matt a lot of minutes. Like I think I, it felt like Matt played pretty much the entire first half, and and he had to be out there to space the floor and stuff like that. And and he did a he did a great job with it. And again, TD's been struggling a little bit. You know, today offensively he was able to chip in a couple of times you know he had a driving finish uh he had a put back i think at one point um but like you know it's been a struggle for him too and like he had six fouls today like come on who are you even guarding out there that you need to commit six fouls to in like 17 minutes so you know i think the coaching staff is looking for options there and and this is not the first time in the bubble that uh, matt thomas got an extended run so no congrats to matt man he had a great game obviously a career game congrats to chris boucher he had a great game um, you know, in, in terms of the more relevant guys, I think for me, Norm really stood out in the sense that Norm just looked like himself, right? Like in the previous bubble games, the bench was struggling. Norm was struggling a little bit with the bench. You know, he picked it up a little bit. I thought he was good against uh, Memphis. And today with the starting lineup, Norm was awesome. Like not only was Norm, you know, uh, finishing and, you know, he hit four threes, but like Norm was handling the ball, like, you know, setting up the offense, like, dribbling into high pick and rolls with Mark and kind of similar to Matt Thomas where there's that space right there where if you come off the high screen, it's 2v1. Norm was able to get into that mid-range, hit a floater, hit a mid-range shot, uh, get fouled on a pull-up three. And Norm was just like, you know, this is back to what we kind of normally expect from Norm, which is a, a pretty efficient 20 points. Yeah, I think with Norm, you know, he strikes me as one of those guys, like you mentioned how t- tonight's some of these guys like Boucher knew that they were going to get the minutes and they didn't feel like, you know, they had to fill up the stat sheet in like a five minute run or something like that. Um, Norm strikes me as a guy where like he needs to know that he's the number one guy. Like I almost want him to be even more aggressive and like more confident than he is usually. Cause I feel like when he knows like he's the guy on the floor and he's looking to be the number one option and score, like it usually does result in games like this. And it usually results in games like this against Milwaukee, but like, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great for Norm to probably maybe get two more of these games this week going into the playoffs. And to be honest, I know we're not talking about the first round yet. Like to me, like the net series is going to be a good tune-up for the Raptors too, in terms of they're going to get to play competitive and meaningful games, obviously. But for me, like I'm looking at that as obviously a tune-up for the next two rounds in the playoffs after that. Yeah. Um, Wow, what a wild time for the Raptors. We could just overlook a whole playoff opponent. <laughs> it's a real Yo, I'm still man. I'm still a little bit worried. No, I still got you, I still you know got we're a losing one of those games. PTSD. Man. 
We're losing one of those games. No, guaranteed. I still have a little. <laughs> I don't want to be too confident because I still have a little LeBron PTSD, man. Like, uh, weird stuff can happen, um, you know. But Karis Levert's already guaranteeing a series victory, apparently. Yeah, he did not say that. He just said uh, <laughs> if, 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 if we outscore the opponent, we could win. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that, that's what I translated it to. He guaranteed a Nets in six. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, Norm Norm had it going. I thought uh, no, Pascal had to run a bit more point. I thought he was fine. Really, the one matchup I was looking for was Pascal versus uh, Marvin Williams because, you know, as we saw in that February game, uh, when Giannis wasn't really the primary uh, defender, and sometimes Bud will take Giannis off the primary guy just to give him a little more rest. Um, but, you know, the guy who was backing him up was Marvin Williams guarding uh, Pascal, and I thought Pascal versus Marvin Williams tonight – did pretty well like I saw a couple of dribble moves you know a couple you know Marvin is just kind of old like he's he was drafted in that what like the Chris Paul Darren Williams draft you know what I mean like you can relate like what would a 35 year old trying to guard Pascal look like because he was kind of like you know uneven you know like shaking a little bit and Pascal's able to get to his spots <laughs> why are you laughing bro come on sit, sit with that good no. man Marvin right here no, shout out to Marvin Williams, man. He's on my uh, All NBA Nice Guy team uh, oh, in word? terms of guys to interview. Up there with Malcolm Miller. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna uh, say, yeah. He, he, every time you every time you interview him, he makes sure he actually checks your media credential. I think first of all to check if I was a real reporter, but also oh, yeah. he like checks your credential and then he says your full name to you. Like he's wow. he's really polite. Um, so shout out to Marvin Williams. No, I can definitely relate as a 35 year old. Some days you just wake up, it's hit or miss, you know, you're just not feeling it. Mm. Um, that's the thing, man. I feel like I look at this Bucks team and I'm like, they just put a lot of guys on the floor that I'm are not old. really too are old, but like, I'm not too stressed about. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like even Chris Middleton, like I found myself thinking, like, I know we specialize in like slandering Chris Middleton all the time, but I find myself thinking like, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Norm had a better series uh, than Chris Middleton again in the conference finals. So does that mean Giannis's second best player isn't even as good as Norman Powell? Uh, listen, uh, we, we've gone to that point where we have to talk about Chris Middleton. Um, and I mean, what's different about Chris Middleton really? Like he's shooting the ball nicely. He's a, you know, decent playmaker you know really if you double team and stuff like that he does make the right pass uh but like he just has this big weakness in his game in that he cannot dribble he, he cannot dribble the whole Raptors team knows this I thought you know OG obviously without Giannis on the floor you could put OG on a guy like Chris Middleton and OG didn't even do anything that special but just like reach his arms in and Chris Middleton would just like back it up or lose his dribble come back to the half court uh pick up the ball to reset and it's just like it's a little bit too easy to stop him. It just is, man. I mean, when Middleton gets a clean shot off, it's money. Like, obviously, he's a good three-point shooter. He's really good in the mid-range. He's really steady on that shot. It's almost like he doesn't hit back iron or nothing. He just, like, it's always a swish. So, you know, you really have to pressure him everywhere. But as long as you attack his dribble, this man, this man can't dribble. Like, this is a real issue, man. And, and if you're Giannis and you're watching this team, you're watching, okay, so – the rest of the Bucks played, right? Okay, so Wes Matthews played two minutes and then left for some reason. I don't really know what happened there. But, like, pretty much it's it was just Giannis seeing what everyone else on the Bucks looks like versus a Raptor team that had no Kyle, no Fred, no Serge. That's three of your top six players right there. Um, and what did we see right here? I, I think what Giannis saw was the 2011 Cleveland Cavaliers 
uh, Brooke Lopez in the big Z role. All right. Um, you have Chris Middleton, who is kind of like a Mo Williams type all-star. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's an all-star. Cause like, you know, he's on a team that's winning 60 games because they have the MVP. So you got to have more than one all-star. So there you go. The Mo Williams all-star. Uh, and then, you know, who else is out there? Who's Ira Newball in this case? Um, Eric Snow. I mean, who, who is on that team, man? Who's JJ Hickson on this team? So Chris Middleton is basically Anton Jameson. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think Pat, Pat Connington can play the Delonte West role. Mm. Um, you know, if he wants, I think Brooke Lopez is a, uh, slightly better, uh, Anderson Verjao, you know, with oh, a three no, point come shot. On, come on, man. <laughs> We could go on. No, but they remind me a lot of that team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of Milwaukee games here in the bubble, the games where Giannis has been playing. And, you know, shouts to Giannis who will randomly airball a free throw or a three-pointer oh, uh, at any given time. Um, Giannis shoots the basketball. Have you seen the videos of Giannis <laughs> shooting the basketball where he's, like, compressing it and it looks like he's trying to summon a Kamehameha instead of trying to summon a three-point <laughs> shot? It's, I, I've never seen someone so strong consistently miss short on the jumper. He only airballs or hits front iron. He, he, he physically can't hit back iron for some reason, probably because he's shot-putting the ball. Yeah, no, I feel like sometimes he's probably in his head a little bit with that too, but the point is, like, in crunch time, uh, they're going to need some of these other guys to execute Mm-hmm. Uh, and score on the offensive end. And when you're talking about these guys, I think the main guys you're talking about are Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. And you go back to what you said, like what's changed with Chris Middleton from last year to this year. Like what's changed with this Milwaukee team? Like we know mm-hmm. what's changed with this Raptors team, the players that they lost. But I mean, for me, like when this matchup comes, it's just going to be about executing in crunch time. And I don't know. Maybe I'd give that as a toss-up, and maybe I'd give the Raptors a bit of an advantage there, to be honest. Well, I mean, uh, you know, again, crunch, crunch time is just – it's tough because, you know, A, the Bucks don't play a lot of crunch time because they blow a lot of teams up. Congratulations. But, you know, as you mentioned, like, yeah, it's probably going to be a lot of Chris trying to operate pick and roll. And someone swipes up the ball, he's going to pick up his dribble. Uh, we saw a lot of Brooke Lopez this year posting up. Um, today, couldn't, you know, he tried to post up Chris Boucher. The 15 extra pounds was the difference. Uh, was failing to to post up uh, Chris Boucher. Um, what else? Uh, Eric Bledsoe got extended run. Um, actually, what did you think about? Um, what did you think about? You know, obviously Mike Boonholzer was supposed to be throwing the game, quote unquote, right? Um, you know, no Giannis. Okay, Giannis had a toothache and sat out the game. Okay, so you're throwing the game. Nick Nurse is like, cool. I'm throwing the game. It's just like I have a back to back for me. We, you have the number one seed clinched. I have the number two seed clinched. Let's just like play a regular scrimmage game, okay? Let's just chill. And you know, in the fourth quarter, we saw you know Nick Nurse empty the bench, okay? Uh, extended look at Stanley Johnson. Extended look at Paul Watson Jr. Uh, extended look at, at, at Rondé running point guard, uh, Matt Thomas and, and and Chris Boucher out there, pretty much for the entire fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Mike Boonholzer plays his starting point guard, Eric Bledsoe, 30 minutes, pretty much the entire fourth quarter with actual rotation pieces like Dante DiVincenzo and Arsene Ilyasova. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, Bledsoe couldn't do anything, man. They couldn't make a comeback against, uh, you know, that lineup. Uh, and it was actually really funny because, you know, even though the Raptors could not score whatsoever because of the lineup, as I mentioned, um, the Bucks still couldn't make the comeback. And with – under a minute left, like maybe 45 seconds, the Raptors got the stop, had the rebound, and they intentionally fouled uh, Stanley Johnson just to create more possessions in a six-point game. 
And I'm like, do you want to throw this game or not? Or, or is Mike Boonholzer going all out for a regular season win again? Because that doesn't seem like a scrimmage. I don't see nobody intentionally fouling to create more possessions than a scrimmage. Uh, what, did you, what did you think about uh, Mike Boonholzer's coaching tonight, man? You know, first of all, the coach of the year voting has already been submitted. So mm. I don't know if Bud is aware of that, that, you know, getting one extra bubble win mm. uh, really doesn't matter. Uh, even though, you know, I'm sure uh, Dwayne Casey conspired uh, with the coaches association to make sure that Nick Nurse didn't finish first mm. uh, in the coaches voting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he didn't really punt the game at the end. Uh, maybe he's mm. just, I don't know, like Bledsoe. I think Bledsoe just came back over the weekend, right? So maybe he's just trying to give these guys some run. But that was strange. You know, the strangest thing for me was the Bucks official Twitter account uh, tweeting about, you know, being 2-0 and against the Raptors this season. You know, they had a tweet showing highlights from February saying mm. went up north and went up 2-0. And, you know, listen, man, like social media is a difficult game, you know, mm. speaking uh, from, you know, personal experiences. Uh, you're an expert, bro. <laughs> no, but, like, this I guy, think that's guy, the last this, thing. <laughs> this guy eats uh, $5 <laughs> subs purely off tweets. <laughs> hey, is that a sponsor too? Um, no, th- no, no, this, but, this guy's um, getting a $10 bucket for sure, <laughs> off, off a tweet for sure. But, like, I wouldn't make any references to 2-0 if I was the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think it's just a general mentality, like, when your social media account is celebrating regular season wins Mm. um, instead of, you know, the Larry OB, which you're supposed to be going for. And I think that just set the tone for the entire day, and it ended with Bud trying to win this game. <laughs> Even though, like, Rodde and Stanley were conspiring uh, for, the, for the Raptors to not cover the point spread. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, – I, I mean, I don't gamble, but that's, that was tough. I think – I, I don't know. I think the Raptors were favored. I'm not really sure, to be honest. But, yeah, that was tough watching them run the offense. Um, but they did it. They did. They came through, you know. Um, they, they locked down the win. Mike Boonholzer – uh, did not get the, uh, you know, his, look, man, this man lives, this man lives for regular season wins, okay? So for to see this loss happen uh, must be heartbreaking. I know he's punching air right now in his hotel room. But, um, yeah, the Raptors, man, they, they played well. I thought, honestly, you know, from Nick's perspective, uh, uh, A, I, I, I felt like Nick Nurse didn't call a timeout all game. Like, he was just chilling, man. <laughs> Nick's like, yeah, okay, this guy's struggling. Let's put this guy in, whatever. But I don't need to call a timeout. Okay, just get the ball to Matt Thomas. Get the ball to Norm. Get the ball to Chris Boucher. We're going to be fine. Um, but, you know, I also thought, like, some small, you know, coaching things were good. Like, I thought, um, you know, first off, you know, getting Pascal more reps, running point, getting Norm more reps, handling the ball, I think helped. Uh, I also thought that the Raptors did a really good job of, like, pre-switching, which, uh, you know, they would usually have, like, you know, Brooke Lopez come and set the screen. And I kind of noticed, like, most times, even though Marcus Gasol was guarding Brooke Lopez, he would communicate and basically have one of the forwards switch on the fly to cover uh, Brooke Lopez so that it was a forward in the pick and roll, and then he can switch and come to the perimeter and Marcus stay at the rim. I thought that was really smart. That kind of shut down the Bucks' offense a little bit. But look, these are minor things, man. The Bucks, you know, the, you know, we know Nick Nurse has many adjustments, you know, that he can go to, uh, you know, against any team, but especially against the Bucks. Whereas with the Bucks, it was actually just really funny to me that even though, 
Matt Thomas put, I think, like 17 points on them in the first half. Second half, they guarded him the same way. The center was dropped. And I'm like, yo, make one adjustment. But please, okay, stop trying to intentionally foul to get a scrimmage win and just do some coaching, okay? You know Matt Thomas can shoot. You can see it. Just tell Brooke Lopez to come at the perimeter, be on the level of the screen. Just contest because you know even if he drives past, it's not like Matt Thomas is going to get in for a layup anyway. No adjustments whatsoever from Mike Boonholzer. Um you know, and I, again, that's just the difference between the two coaches, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting, too, just thinking about, like, the potential playoff matchup. And, you know, Raptors fans know so well, like, for years, how, like, LeBron eventually just got into, like, the Raptors' head, mm. uh, you know, after so many matchups. Uh, you know, the scenarios are flipped. You know, the Raptors are playing the role of, like, Giannis's LeBron. Uh, in terms of having defeated him in last year's playoffs. And, you know, I think when they do meet in the conference finals, all the pressure is going to be on Milwaukee. Like, I'm not sure that is going to make a – I'm not sure that's going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they have so much hinging on this. And I still go back to, like, conversations that we had at the start of the year when you talked about how this was going to be, uh, you know, at the end of the day, despite the success – on the, on the court and the win-loss record, this was going to be a developmental year for mm-hmm. this Raptors team, right? In terms of, let's see what Pascal looks like as a number one option. Let's see Fred establish himself as an NBA starter. Uh, let's see OG take the next step. And if you go through that checklist, like they have checked off every box. And, you know, for me, I'm not saying I don't want to see the Raptors go far or that the Raptors don't have a legitimate chance to win a championship. But if you zoom out big picture, like I feel like this season has already been a success for the Raptors. Mm -hmm. And now they also have a chance to get back to the NBA Finals, which I think is just amazing. Meanwhile, Milwaukee, like they have to make the finals this year. Like, I don't know. Giannis might stay either way. Uh, That's a whole separate other conversation. But if this team loses again, whether it's in the conference finals or I don't know, say if they get bounced in the second round, there's going to be a lot of questions about this roster, especially with all the contracts that are tied up to the players that they've surrounded Giannis. Yeah. And uh, speaking about those contracts, you know, we talked a lot, obviously about Chris Boucher and Matt Thomas combining to score 47. If you're, if you're Giannis and again, you know, Giannis, you know, sitting courtside, maybe with an ice pack to his, uh, his teeth or whatever, just pretending like he had a toothache. Um, you know, if if you're Giannis and you're sitting there watching Chris Boucher and Matt Thomas score 47, meanwhile, the rest of the starters for the Bucks combined for 52 points total. So, the, you know, only a five-point win over just Chris Boucher and Matt Thomas. Uh, you know, Giannis, you, you got to be thinking things, you know. And I, and I wonder, you know, Masai was probably in the building too, you know, with him and Bobby are down in the bubble. You know, uh, it's pretty open form. You know, maybe just Masai, you know, maybe not, look, maybe not outright tampering, but maybe just like clearing your throat, just being like, hmm, wow. Just, you know, throwing those occasionally, just just to put the, the seed in his mind of like, look what you could be a part of, uh, you know, instead of, you know, uh, this 2011 um, Cleveland Cavaliers roster that basically played out there. I mean, damn, this was, this was tough, man. Um, let's go to our three stars. Uh, obviously, we talked a lot about, you know, Matt and Chris. Uh, how about you? How about you hand out the first and second star there um, so that uh, if, if Chris doesn't get t- first from, from me, that it's, it's not on me. <laughs> this is what we're doing now. Every time we have a conversation surrounding Chris Boucher. I- I'm well, nervous, I'll- bro. 
<laughs> I came on this podcast for two things, you know, just to make Matt Thomas the number one star, but also mm. to hear your legendary KFC ad reads, which have just been hitting different uh, in the bubble. Um, so Matt Thomas for me is the number one star. You know, I felt like, uh, you know, just his gravity on the court tonight alone, you know, it should be Matt Thomas is the number one star and then Matt Thomas's gravity is the number two star, but you know, we don't want to upset Chris Boucher. So Matt Thomas is the number one star and Chris Boucher is the number two star. Yeah. Uh, look, Matt Thomas, 37 points tonight. Or sorry, sorry, 37 minutes tonight. Sorry. My bad. Uh, getting ahead of myself. That's coming up in the playoffs. Uh, 22 <laughs> points for Matt Thomas, four rebounds and assists. 9 of 17 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. Uh, just a really nice night overall and a plus 13 in those uh, 37 minutes. Uh, so, seriously, I mean, look, bro, he played a game high in minutes, man. I mean, like, you know, that's how serious the Raptors were taking it. Uh, and and uh, honestly, that's how good Matt Thomas was playing. Uh, Boucher, to your point, second star, you know, very deserving of a first star as well. Uh, the, the 25 points, 11 rebounds, you know, 25 is a career high for him. 9 of 15 from the field. Uh, he hit 3 of 7 from 3. I did not realize this man shot seven threes, but he did swish the first two that he hit, that he shot uh, in the first quarter. So that's nice. Um, I actually do think that, look, if, if the Raptors play the Bucks and the Raptors need some reserves, I might actually prefer a guy like Boucher over a guy like Rondé just because I know Boucher can maybe occasionally hit threes. And, you know, defensively, he can provide more resistance at the rim. So if, you know, we're talking about dual center lineups you know if you're gonna go with Serge and Mark I could see some Boucher with Serge or Boucher with Mark as well uh in the playoffs but Boucher played well tonight uh definitely deserving of a second star and then third star I'll go with Norm obviously uh 27 minutes for Norm 21 points eight rebounds and assists seven of 13 from the field three of five from deep four or five from the free throw line two steals three blocks for Norman Powell wow okay that's that's gotta be a career high um yeah you know, it was a good game. In terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, that's got to go to uh, 65-year-old Kyle Korver. Um, still in the NBA, despite being in LeBron's draft. Uh, him, Melo, and LeBron, I think, are the only ones left. The, the real big three from um, from the 03 draft. Uh, he had 19 points on uh, five of six shooting with four or four from the free throw line and five or six from three. I have to note that the only shot that he missed, uh, Kyle Korver, uh, was guarded by Matt Thomas uh, in the fourth quarter there. Uh, so that's an extra bit of propaganda for you. Uh, Matt Thomas, the only one who could stop uh, Kyle Korver. And um, no disrespect to Kyle Korver because, again, like he was part of that Cavs team that used to always kill the Raptors. So I'm going to always have to show respect to those guys. But, yeah, I mean, a fun game, man. Uh, fun game, you know, fun scrimmage. Uh, Alex, anything else you uh, wanted to, uh, you know, say on this uh this bootleg version of run it back here? No, no, just, uh, I think this was, I think Nick got everything that he wanted out of the scrimmage, right. In terms of getting norm going a little bit and, you know, even besides Boucher and Matt Thomas, you know, seeing Terrence Davis, um, get a little bit, you know, more going, you know, versus some of the other games. Cause he's been one of the disappointments, um, yep. in the bubble so far. And, you know, with Pat McCall, I mean, it sounds like Pat McCall is just out. Like he's been out with this, injury and mm -hmm. you know the playoffs are going to start next week so um they're gonna have to figure out you know what the rotation is beyond the next seven guys uh the first seven guys and i do feel like that eight spot and that nine spot or whatever those next spots are i feel like they're kind of up for grabs right now and depending on matchups so it'll be pretty interesting to see you know how that goes the next two you know quote-unquote scrimmage games uh before the playoffs yeah for sure um uh, i thought you were going to plug uh our, our new show on yahoo sports canada um, the group chat, 
the Raptors group chat. Uh, episode two just came out, uh, you know, this week uh, on Monday. It was with the Dishes and Dimes crew. So check that out. It's a really, really good episode. Uh, episode two, building off the momentum of episode one. I, I got to also tell everyone that the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show is taking place once again tomorrow. Uh, that's Tuesday at uh, 12 p.m. Uh, we are going live, me and Josh, on the air, taking phone calls. So you can call in. Um, you know, slander, whoever, just have a good time. You know, the Raptors community is always great to uh, engage with. And uh, yeah, but for now, thanks to Alex, uh, you know, the running back, you know, we will be back, I guess what, next week? Next week? Yeah, so so we'll we'll have an episode playoff previewing, uh, you know, Chris Chioza Mm. and the Brooklyn Nets. One one more chance. <laughs> one more chance for me to get my Chris uh, Gioza joke off, man. Come on. Did you did you hear Chauncey Billups called him Chorizo? This man's covering oh, every this man's covering every single ethnic food. Oh, we're going to make turn him into every single. We're going to put him on every menu before the nah. first round is over. No, nah, they're going to call him uh, Chris Churipan, man. They're going to call this guy a hot dog. <laughs> In Spanish. Oh. We're going to be calling this guy Kanji Wong by the end of the series. Man. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. How did, by the way, how do we not, uh, how do we not approach the Antoma with a show where you and I just talk about NBA stuff, but we call it NBA, uh, we call it bubble tea? I know. That would have been. It's perfect, man. Two agents talking about. The, that yeah. would have been perfect. But you know what? Like you mentioned, like with the call-in show coming back, I know you, mm-hmm. brought, you guys brought it back last week. Uh, the new group chat show. Um, you know, I believe we're going to be doing another episode or two uh, later this week. So I think I'll be back in the rotation for that. Uh, Yahoo is just, you know, this is like peak content time right now, oh, especially with the playoffs well. approaching. And, you know, I think it's great, you know, you know, not to kind of gloat about the Raptors and be sad about the Leafs. Like, I kind of wish the Leafs did make a run too. Because there's nothing like a Toronto, like sports kind of – there's nothing like when the city – like is rooting on like all these different teams in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's just going to be the the Raptors and the the Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo, and I think that's it. Shout outs TFC. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's something funny about the the Maple Leafs uh, losing and then just driving home from the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like I think uh, I think Josh Hart gave me that joke, but it, it's just such a funny visual of being like, damn, we gotta leave the bubble now. Let me just take the TDC home. <laughs> Yo, not not to turn this into live, laugh, leaves, but like the uh, I don't know because I know you don't follow hockey like that closely, but like the Leafs had a chance to win the number one overall pick today, which was oh, hilarious. I saw, I saw which yeah. was hilarious to me. Anyways, yeah. that's that's enough hockey. Yeah, uh, con- trade trade our, uh, con- trade Cody CC. I don't know who that is. Uh, is that the guy Drake shout out in the song one time? I don't really know. Uh, but, you know, congrats to our producer, Ashley. Uh, her Rangers landed the first pick. So, apparently, there's someone who's really good. His last name kind of sounds like Avril Levine. I, I, again, I don't follow hockey very closely, so I only saw the name briefly. But congrats on drafting, uh, uh, you know, Avril Levine, Canadian legend. Um, and, of course, listen to uh, Stephen LeBron Radio, of course. Uh, you know, one of the best podcasts out here. Uh, yeah, how how am I not next to you? Soon. How how am I not next to you on the Spotify trending podcast? What's, you what's only, going you, on here? You only had me on for like you know forty five percent of the episodes. If you had me on one hundred percent, it would it would be there too. So, <laughs> no, congratulations on that. By the way, it's yeah. uh, Thank it's you. always it's always happy to see you thriving, bro. And you know, as I've mentioned to you privately and discussed publicly, 
you know, I, I plan on riding your coattails for the next 15 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you don't want to criticize any other Raptors players during the postseason run, uh, just run I'm, it by I'm, me, man. I, I can be, I can be your, your, you know, VP. I can be your underboss. Wow. Okay. All right. Damn. The tables have changed. Um, all right. Well, the, Alex, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate KFC for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, yeah, listen to the live call show tomorrow. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.